0: of what I was sharing last Sunday about when I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that church that was just a couple blocks from my house. That was one of the songs that I remember them singing there. Joy Unspeakable. Full of glory. Hallelujah. A few announcements here. We're going to be having Jill share with us this morning in just a bit. We have the Building Fund Report. The Keeps getting less and less what's left to go every, every week. It's been going that way, so we're just thankful. We bring our tithes and then our offerings, and this uh, special building fund offerings, it, it is, it's a, it's a financial planting opportunity. It says in, in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, this is the New Living Translation. It says there, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous clock. Clock. <laughs> <laughs> <Anybody> planting clocks? <laughs> crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And we just don't want to do that here is put pressure you know human pressure or fleshly pressure we don't that's not what we want to do but God loves a person who gives cheerfully it says and then again if you aren't aware our projects uh, we have a highway sign that we're looking to put out above our other sign there of our church uh, proclaiming Jesus and also our services to passersby. by And then there's some church house finishing and restoration with the rest of it. So Lord, we do. We just pray over those tithes and offerings that we give unto you. Lord, we do. Sow them into the kingdom for your work, Lord. We do. And we do it with a cheerful heart with joy unspeakable and full of glory. In Jesus' name we do it, amen. Amen. Amen, 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 Amen. in Jesus' name. And um, other announcements, the normal Wednesday activities, Pastor Dean has one more teaching this week now, 6.30 here at the church in that series. And uh, Dave and Sue Steinhorst have one more time when the tulip, uh, viewing the tulips there up in Mizbah. That's on Friday from 10 to noon. And then we have the new resource, uh, the webs- new 10 Strike website at 10strikechurch.com. Uh, and lots of information on there, as we shared last Sunday. Um, and then we want to congratulate our graduates who are graduating this year from school, whatever level of school that is. I have something here that was submitted by Pastor G. Patrick White, um, First Congregational Church of Allegan, Michigan. Um, he says, the senior class of 1993 at Riverview River Valley High School in Three Oaks, Michigan, found an ingenious way to circumvent the 1992 Supreme Court ban on prayers at public school graduation ceremonies. After all the diplomas had been passed out at the May 28th commencement, an unidentified graduate deliberately sneezed loudly. In unison, all 95 graduates exclaimed, God bless you. (laughs) That's good. Allegan, Michigan, that's where mom, my mom went to school for teaching. and um, uh, That was from Grandma Rosebaum's book, by the way, getting some neat things. Um, this is Memorial Day holiday weekend. It's an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May honoring the men and women who died while serving in the United States military. Originally it was known as Decoration Day and originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official holiday in 1971. And today we remember our fallen soldiers, those that have died in serving our country in the military. And I, and I believe we, want to thank all who served our country in the armed services. You know, some did die, that's a more Memorial Day focus, but we thank all of you. You know, and I see oftentimes, at least if it's the opportunity is there, if I see someone that's a service person, a lot of times they'll have a cap that says Vietnam or something, or Korea, I'll just thank them. You know, I just thank you for serving our country. Um, but you know, we also remember our loved ones, many of them soldiers of the cross of Jesus who have now transitioned to heaven. We, we think of that on Memorial Day too and weekend. And also in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross, later in this service, we will be partaking of the Lord's Supper, or Holy Communion together and right now, I want to welcome visitors who are believers in Jesus Christ to partake with us. You are welcome to do that. At this time, Jill Mbo, our special brother, I call him son, he calls me dad, um, is gonna share something that the Lord has put on his heart. We are so thankful to have you part of our church family, Jill. For these years and your family, your beautiful family. And thank you, Lord, for your anointing on Jill this morning as he shares with us your word. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Steve and Joyce and all the pastors in the house. For letting little me speak. (laughs) Uh, One of the men of God I like said, uh, I cannot preach very well, but I can talk a little. So I want us to talk. Uh, Thank you all for being here. It's It's always an honor for me to be in the house of God. And even a greater honor to be used by him for whatever he wants to do. And, uh, oh, that's my wife over there with my daughter. She's an amazing lady. We've been married for about six years now, and we've never had a fight. I'm being honest. Never. And it will never happen. Because I don't see any reason why it should. I've never raised my voice at her. And I will never do that. Because the master I serve has never raised his voice against me. It didn't matter how wrong I was. Jesus has never raised his voice against me. It doesn't mean he has never been firm. Sometimes he speaks you want to go hide. But he has never raised his voice. Uh, I will bring this out. I can use my cell phone to preach because Pastor Steve had his uh, (laughs) iPad. As a matter of fact, my pastor, Bishop Chris, uh, before the cell phone era started, God gave him a dream about people using cell phones to preach. And he ran and he ran to his pastor and he said, I had this dream. People were holding something in their hands and you could hear preachings from it, his pastor look at him and says, that's the Antichrist. You have to resist it. (laughs) So, if you were born at the same year as his pastor was, this is a good thing. (laughs) I have this uh, weakness is that I never remember what I prepared to preach. Honestly, I never do. And uh, it always used to bug me until I understood that the, way, the day I will remember, then God won't have anything to tell me. If you ever wait, wait to be perfect for God to use you, God will not know how to use you then. Because he wouldn't know how to touch you. If you would ever n- wait to know your Bible, before you could preach it, you'll never get there. Because the day you know your Bible, you'll become too much for God to handle. Can we please have that quote of Rick Jonah up there? If you can find it. Uh, I, I'm, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your God. We thank you because you were in the beginning. None of us spoke you into existence. You are God, and we are your people. That's why we stand and sit today in your presence, O Lord, to hear from you. We want your finger to touch our hearts today, O Lord. We want our lives, O God, to be touched by your spirit. The abundant life that Jesus spoke about, Lord, this is what we want. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Let our hearts, O oh God, be where you want them to be, so that we will be a dwelling place for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please read that quote uh, by yourselves. It is the quote of one of the persons I consider a mentor. I have five people I consider mentors in my life, and Rick Joyner is one of them. The reason I like him is because he, he doesn't preach doctrines, unless you are looking for a doctrine. He preaches intimacy with God. And that's where we ended last week, talking about the power of God. There is power in each one of us. It is the same power that he said, let there be, and it was. That same power is each one of us who was born again. Usually my question is, where is it? About 10 years ago, I had a dream. I like to share dreams. We relate to them. I don't, we don't use them to establish doctrines. In that dream, I was standing, and I could see uh, it was a foundation. It was very big. It was made out of concrete. It was the hardest, purest concrete you'll ever find. It was very thick. And the people who were building that foundation had something in mind. By interpretation, I understood that they were trying to build a church. And in them trying to build a church, they laid this foundation very solid. Nothing could break it. But they were struggling in building the church. And I was crying, but God, this is what you've called us to be. How how come we cannot do this? And all of a sudden, an earthquake started, it became very violent earthquake. And that foundation was shattered into pieces. It was like a little egg that just broke. And all of us trying to build this, trying to set up this foundation, we started crying. And as we were crying, a new foundation came up. It was made out of gold. It was more solid than the concrete we had but at the same time, it looked alive. I don't know how to explain it, but it looked alive and it was pure gold. And we looking at it, so how do we use this now? And all of a sudden, the earth or the place where the foundation was, was covered with darkness. And we all started crying. And as we were crying, a little light off A little ray of light came through the darkness, and the darkness started opening, and I saw a beautiful building. It was like a city that was trying to come through on this foundation. There was so much power coming from it. That's where the dream ended. But there was so much power coming from it that when I woke up, I could feel the power it works, like electricity. Going through my spirit, my body, my soul, everything. And God said, on this rock, I will build my church, not you. And whichever foundation you, as my people, are trying to lay down for my church will never work. Jesus said to Peter, on this rock, he wasn't talking to Peter. Peter said something really great before that. He said, you are the son of God, the Messiah. And Jesus look at him and say, yes, you are Peter on this rock. That revelation you just got, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If the gates of hell are prevailing against our churches, guess who is building it? not Christ. The same thing with your life. If the gates of hell are prevailing against your life, Jesus is not the one building it. You are. It's a good thing that I'm not a pastor of the church. So I I don't have to be gentle. I am your brother. And if you see the way my son treats his sister, you will understand what I mean. Always adversity. That's what we brothers are made for. I will step on your toes and you'll go cry to daddy. And he'll comfort you. But then you grow. You learn that when my brother comes, let me take my toes away. <laughs> Jesus is the one building his church. Not you. Not me. The only thing he requests of us is our hearts. Peter Lloyd, one of the pastors said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. (laughs) I will repeat that. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And what did Jesus say the main thing was? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. More love, more power, more of you in my life. I know I'm not respecting my verses I gave you. Forget about them. (laughs) Because I just want to talk. We all read our Bibles, I hope, so you can relate to me. It is my grace that you have been saved. Hello? The Bible says that we did not work for it. When God was planning for that grace to save us, none of us were there. We didn't give him an input. We didn't tell him how to do it. He decided to do it by himself. And then he just came and he said, Alice, do you want this? And Alice said, yes, I want it. It is a free gift, grace. But grace has another meaning. It is the power of God unto righteousness. If you don't understand that, you are going to miss God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. As a matter of fact, your Bible says that if you love something more than God, idolatry, you do not qualify. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. If you are going to start something, God. Before you get you got married, God. Before you were born, God. Before anything was created, God. He is. God is not love because of you. Can I repeat that? God is not love because of you. He's love because of himself. That's who he is. Before he created anything, he was love. He could look at the sun, and this is all he wanted. With the Holy Spirit, they enjoy that fellowship. <laughs> Eons, before he creates even angel, and the reason you are is because God is trying to expand Himself. He enjoyed the fellowship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit enjoyed that fellowship so much that he said, let's add more people to our fellowship. Let's have a fellowship of God. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to stretch that out yet. Because God said, You are still, I have called you God, but yet you are still dying like mere men. Look at us. The same troubles non-believers have, we have them. We are as broke as they are for most of us. We are sick the way they are. No condemnation for those who are sick. I'm just trying to open our eyes to a reality. The same issues they have, we have them. So how can we preach the gospel to them? If I need to feed my kids, And I'm praying God to provide for that. How am I going to take care of my neighbor? But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. And have it more abundantly. In such a way that it overflows. Isaiah 66 verse 1 to 3 says that heaven is the throne of God. Heaven is where God sits. Heaven is not bigger than God. Hello? God contains heaven. So, heaven is not the greatest level you'll ever go to. Your greatest achievement is to become like Him. In the beginning was the Word, the Word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. And to those who receive him, he gave the power to become children of God. Now, I want you to notice that they already received him. (laughs) How does that work? But I already received him. How do you give me again the power to become your child? King James says that he gave them the power to become sons. I can go with either. He gave them the grace to become children. He gave them the power to release him from inside out. My vision is to see a Christian. We don't need parking. We can make the church bigger. That you are in your house when you get ready for church. Now you disappear and then you are at church sitting there. It has happened before. (laughs) Me. I will be translated. Before Jesus comes back. Why? Because he is. What I want to be first in my life. We were talking about prayer in schools. A lot of us will fight. For prayer in school. But very few will pray with their children at home. A lot of fight off with fight for biblical doctrine, but very few of us actually read it. When's the last time you actually read your Bible? When's the last time you sat for 30 minutes praying to God? You think that doesn't matter? God cannot trust us with the power to come. If he cannot identify with us. Every believer is a minister. Before you be a minister out, you must be a minister to God. He said to Timothy, study to show yourself approved. And that study was not about going to reopen your Bible and read it. There is part of it. No, no. It's in old English. People used to say, this is my study here when they show you the office. No, 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 no. God, you are saved. I am not questioning that. But if God has to live here, you must prove yourself. I know I'm not sounding like your gospel message, but please read your Bible. Jesus said, if you put your hand on the chariot and you look back, you are not worthy of me. If you love your life more than me, you are not worthy of me. If you love your wife, your children, your father, your mother more than me, you are not worthy of me. Those are the words of the master. Do we want power? Yes, I want power. But the Holy Spirit is not going to invest himself where he cannot find Jesus Christ. Hello? Are you still here? Do you want me to tone it down? <laughs> No, 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 no. God is interested. If we call him father, I like to take this analogy. If God is our father, why isn't he talking to us? Can you imagine the way those of you who grew up with your father? One morning, he just comes out of his room. He sits on the table. He eats breakfast with you and he doesn't say anything to you. He goes to work. He comes back in the evening, he sits, you eat with him. He doesn't say anything to you. Can you imagine him doing that for a month without talking to you? How are you going to feel? But yet, that's how we live with God. To the point that when somebody says, God told me, he becomes a hero. No, it's a judgment against you. If you are born again, why isn't he talking to you? you know the reason why because he's not first no he's not the first in your life you are trying to i can hear some of you saying no no he's no he's not search yourself we cannot pray If they call for a prayer meeting, always the three or five people, they are are the ones coming to church. And we all know them. But if you hear, power, power message is happening. Benihin is in town. (laughs) All of us are there. Why? Because signs are not following us anymore. We are following them. And why are we following signs? Because the sign maker is not here. Your level you've reached with God, there is more than that. The song you sang this morning, that is my prayer. More of you, God. So, who is going to answer the call? The reason you are, the reason you exist, is to become like God, like Christ. That's why Jesus was manifested, because nobody knew what God looked like. Nobody has ever seen the Father. Only the begotten Son, who is from the Father, has made him known. Creation is wearing with eager expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where are we? You talk about revival. You know why revival doesn't happen? Because we are not praying for it. Or if we pray, it's in a ceremonial way. Nobody's, more, no, nobody's any desperate anymore for the things of God in a way he can say, God, no food, I'm not going anywhere until I hear you. If Jesus woke up, he, he who is the son, the perfect one, every morning when his disciples are sleeping to go pray. That was his tradition. How much more us? And he said the disciples is not greater than the master. Why are you not praying? And yet you expect the promises of God to happen? Can I step on your toe again? Read the promises of God. Each one of them has a condition attached to it. Go read them. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord my healer, he has a condition attached to that name. Each covenantal name of God has a condition. If you don't meet the condition, forget about it. God is not going to force you to do it. You are his child. But like Lazarus, when you die, the poor Lazarus, no inheritance. Paul said that you will go like through fire. You will be naked when he comes. No investment at all in him. Lazarus was poor physically and poor spiritually, in a sense, not the sense that Jesus said be poor, in a sense that he wasn't even growing spiritually. He had to live in somebody else's house, in Abraham's bosom. What is your investment in God? Can God stand up and call you and say, Jill? And say, Yes, sir. He said, let's talk. This is what I want to do in Bemidji. And I want somebody to go stand there and declare it for me. Can God trust you with that? Statistics says that 10% of the body of Christ is the one praying, the one going to mission, the one giving, the one active. 10% And I think I'm being quite generous. What about the rest of us? The word must become flesh. And for it to become flesh, the grace of God, it is a power that is available to you for you to press forward. You have to desire God. If we don't do that, God is going to work for the next generation. And it will be a sin against our children. Our children will stand up in heaven and judge us. That the trouble you had, I inherited the same trouble. Oh no, not my children. Wherever I failed, I will strengthen them. God stands and He calls. Who's going to sit at my table? Who's going to sup with me? Can I come in your life and become flesh? There is a church in Revelation. They are praising and singing and dancing, and Jesus is standing outside knocking. Can you imagine this? His church. He's standing outside knocking. Can can you let me in? That's what we we have the table of the Lord to remind us that He has to come in and become flesh. This is a reminder. Please light, smile with me after church, after service. Okay, I'm still the same person. And God is still the same. But your life matters too much for you to keep going the way you are. We have an answer to give to the world. But before we minister to them, we must minister to God. You were not created for heaven. You were created for fellowship with him. There are two kinds of priests. In the book of Ezekiel, I think 44. One, excuse me, there is a group of priests that he allows to serve in the temple, but they are rejected. He says they will never enter his holy place. And there is another group of priests, ministers, that he says, these are for me. They don't serve in the arrow court, they serve in the holy holy place. Those are the ones that God is looking for. Are you ready for the table of the Lord? Because there is power in that name. There is power in that blood. And all you need to do is ask for help. He said, ask and you will receive. If you knock, I will open. If you search, you will find. How many of us are doing those three? But today I want us to ask for help. I am as bad as they come and I know that. That's why I always go to him and say God if you don't help me, I can't I can't do it. We are ready
0: So as Jill was sharing, God has abundant life for us, and he's provided the way for us for abundant life. And what we need to do is, well, like the word says, only believe, but then ask, as Jill was just sharing and God's provision is there, and what it is, it's all through the cross of Jesus Christ, through the cross, the glory of the cross, of Jesus. If it wasn't for the cross, there'd be no way. And that's why we celebrate, and Jesus instituted in other words, he began the Lord's Supper. We call it the Lord's Supper because he began it. And it's for us to receive even today now. And we'll have those that are going to help distribute the elements do that right now. You can come and just start to do that. You know, I mentioned earlier that this is Memorial Weekend, and it was instituted this week. Holiday was instituted to remember the men and women who died for us uh, while serving in the military. And we do, we do honor, we're so thankful and we honor them and their families and, and all those who have served. The Lord's Supper was instituted. We are remembering Jesus' death for us. He died. Jesus died in the great battle of the ages. You can just set it down there, darling. You know, the great battle of the ages, he died for us. But he not only died, but he rose from the grave. He rose from the grave. He's not there anymore. He's risen, amen? He is risen so that through his death, we may be free from all bondages, all the bondages of our enemy, the devil, and that Jesus, our Jubilee, who makes us free would be so, we would be so intimate with him in our lives and as Jules was sharing, that's, that's where the, we created for fellowship with him. You know, heaven, in a sense, can be right here, right now. I remember asking my Uncle Jess, my dad's brother, one time I was talking to my Aunt Retta about heaven, and I asked Uncle Jess, I said, where do you think heaven is? And he said, well, wherever God is, wherever Jesus is. And you know, we it talks in the Bible about heaven on earth, tasting heaven on earth, and we can do that now. And you know, a part of that is the joy that Kent was bringing forth this morning, that joy unspeakable and full of glory. And when we're walking in intimacy of fellowship, like... Jill was sharing with us this morning that's, that's going to be evident there the joy is going to be there and yeah we don't understand everything there may be some things Jill, Jill was touching on a lot of things this morning that maybe we don't understand every part but one thing that can do is just get us into the word stir a hunger for the word just get in there You know, when I hear something that I don't maybe totally understand or just a part of it, you know, Jill only had one time here to share now, so there were a lot of things that came forth. Well, get in the Word. And that's what you were were doing this morning, wasn't it? You were stirring us toward the Word. The Word of God is so wonderful. It's so powerful. It's alive. It's alive and it's quickening. And when we are in it, our minds get renewed and we become spiritually minded. The more of the word that is in us, the more spiritually minded we are as opposed to fleshly minded. Spiritually minded. Our mind comes in line with what God says and what the word says and God's will and it says in the word that spiritual mindedness brings life abundant to overflowing as Jill was sharing and peace shalom that's wholeness in every aspect and respect and thank God Jill was mentioning grace the grace of God you know, we can never be good enough for anything from God. But His grace is, what? Sufficient for all things. Oh, God, thank you for that. Before we receive now, I think the elements maybe are out there. Let's read 1 Corinthians 11, starting at 23. This is the Message Bible. Jesus said this, he said, or Paul said this, let me go over with you again exactly what goes on in the Lord's Supper and why it is so centrally important. I received my instructions from the master himself and passed on to you. The master Jesus on the night of his betrayal took bread, having given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this to remember me after supper. He did the same thing with a cup. This cup is my blood and my covenant for you, with you. Each time you drink this cup and remember, remember me. What you must solemnly realize is that every time you eat this bread and every time you drink this cup, you reenact in your words and actions the death of the Master. You will be drawn back to this meal again and again until the Master returns. You must never let familiarity breed contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt, means to lose respect for what communion really means and to begin partaking it simply out of form and ritual. We want our lives with with God to be vibrant and real. That's what Jules was hitting on there too. Alive, not just a form. And that's what we want as we partake today. And each time we partake of the Lord's Supper, it's an opportunity to lay a hold of all the benefits of Jesus Christ, redemption for our lives, benefits of the cross. These include Forgiveness, wholeness, strength, health, and sufficiency. So, the Lord's Supper, it's not simply it's something that we simply do out of ritual. It's a meaningful time of remembering what Jesus did for us, for you, and for me. It's a time to recall to our memory the great price that was paid for our salvation, the price was the life of the Son of God. The mental and emotional anguish he suffered, the torture of his body, the shedding of his precious blood, the separation from his father, he did that all for you. And you can put your name in there. And as we have this meal together today, let's remember, by faith, let's receive afresh in our lives all that Jesus paid for us to have. Let's appropriate all that Jesus has provided and promised through his suffering and his death on the cross. So Let's take the bread and remember that Jesus took it, and he broke it, he said this is my body and it is broken for you and we speak wholeness over our bodies here today as we partake of it we receive we receive in Jesus name let's partake Thank you, Lord, and we receive your wholeness in our bodies. And he took the cup in the, the meal. Lord, we're so thankful. We know that in ourselves, we would never be perfect. As Jill was mentioning, if we'd wait for that, we'd, it just won't happen. But through you, through your shed blood... Lord, and we do, we just thank you that we're under that flow, that continual fountain of the precious blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us, cleanses us on an ongoing basis to cleanse us. And Lord, we don't want to either knowingly or unknowingly get out of your direction, out of your will, out of your way we want to be walking in your way in your path in every way in every aspect of our lives when we miss it we thank you for that precious blood of Jesus again and so this morning as we partake we receive anew and afresh there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus And Lord, we thank you for your empowering, even as we partake of it, to walk according to your spirit and having our minds renewed, spiritual minds, in Jesus' name. Hearts after you, our whole heart, in fellowship with you, Lord. Moment by moment, let's partake together.
1: just go ahead and close your eyes i want you to picture that jesus it is a song that said what will i do when i see him will i kneel? will i jump just picture him and talk to him he's calling you for intimacy yes. he's calling you for friendship He's calling you to be just like he is. Can you open your mouth and talk to him? Just right now speak to him. What is it that he's putting in your heart to change? What is it that he's putting in your heart to start doing? Go ahead and speak to him. The power of God is not it's it's always moving. And you have to follow him. And as you are praying, if you want us to pray with you and agree with you and help, please stand up and just come forward. This is the season of the sons of God. So please come up and let's pray. His presence is here. Please don't miss it. Keep your eyes on him while talking to him. Pray for your children. Pray for your children. Bind them to God. Command their hearts to be released unto God. Call them by name and say, I bind you to God. You are not going to turn away from God as you grow up. Even if you are all grown up, I'm still your parent, I'm your mother, I'm your father. I bind you to God. Pray for your children. Commit them into the hands of the Lord. Pray for your heart. Say, Lord, in this heart, make it heaven because heaven is where you sit. Make of my life a heaven that somebody can come to me and find you and find refuge. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we thank you, O Lord. We thank you for your grace and for your power. It is not by our own strength, O Lord. It is by you, dear Holy Spirit. Mm. That's why we call you Holy Spirit. Rain on us again, O Lord. Mm. Rain in our hearts. Rain in our minds, in our souls, in our spirits, in our bodies, O God. Let that fire be kindled again in our hearts, O God. Let our homes, O God, be a place where you dwell, where no sickness lives, where your life abounds, O oh God. Yeah. Where there is peace, holiness, nothing missing, O oh God. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are sick, oh God, we command healing in Jesus' name. Mm. Sickness, we command out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Every stronghold in our lives, oh God, we break it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Let your fire burn, O oh God. Yeah. Let your fire touch our souls. Yes. Let your fire touch our bodies, O oh God. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Let that fire come, Lord. Consume us, O oh Lord. Let fire, Father, let it burn now in our hearts. Let it increase intensity in our hearts, O oh God. Yes. No peace for us until we have spoken to you until we have heard from you, O God. Let the fear of your name be in our hearts, O God. Yes. In Jesus' name.
0: So, Jill has defined to us here what and who we are to raise our voices toward. Not our wives, our spouses or our children, but the enemy of our souls, and to sickness and disease, and all that kind of stuff. A few weeks ago, Joyce and I were riding with my son Andy and the three his three children, and we were going past the house, and there was a dog there. It wasn't a dog that I don't think would would have bitten Asher, but we were riding bikes and. He was pretty low to the ground in his bike, and and this dog headed right for him, like a dog will sometimes, you know, like a car. And it was headed for him, and Asher just went right off into the ditch, and it really disturbed him, but as he was doing, Andy he was quite a ways back, but his voice came like Jill's was toward the enemy here. That dog fled. <laughs> you know, he went the other way. I mean, he just rose up. You know, as his as their father, and that is the way. In behalf of our spouses, in behalf of our children, in behalf of others, that's the place. And I know Jill does this, and he does it for us too. He prays that way. And Lord, we just support Jill in that Joyce Kent, no, Chantel let's have a few come up here right now As before we leave I just want to uh, Krista are you there or are you free to come up, or? Not in here right now we just lift up Jill before you Lord and we thank you for our brother in Christ from the Cameroon Lord and we just pray for your continued blessing upon him we know that you are his vision and that you will continue to follow your direction in that vision here in this country as really your missionary here and Lord Shehela Mukoya Salonim his children we pray your blessing upon his children and upon his wife upon himself upon his family back in cameroon all of them lord upon his workplace where he's working he may continue to be your witness wherever he is and we thank you for that ministry of intercession lord and and just coming before you in that intimacy and we pray that forth for every one of us lord that anointing will splash over all of us just an intimate close walk with you yes we pray for that now in jesus name and we thank you for it and lord just we just pray for each part of our family those that aren't here the church family today Whatever, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, Lord, your your intimacy of fellowship with them, that we, we know that you never leave us or forsake us. You're always with us, and you're always helping us. And be with each gathering, too, in this, in this day, and travel. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement said, amen. God bless you all. There is no meal today, by the way. Just enjoy your, your holiday season. Thank you, brother.
1: I've been running through rain that I thought would never end.
0: Trying to make it on faith In a struggle against the wind
1: I've seen the dark In the broken place